Let us be attentive. Make your vows to the Lord our God and perform them. God is known in Judah, his name is great in Israel. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy place, taking not the blood of goats and calves, but his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the sprinkling of defiled persons with blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a heifer sanctifies for the purification of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Peace be with you, the reader. arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Let us be At that time, Jesus taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit upon him and scourge him and kill him, and after three days he will rise. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? or to be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized. And they said to him, We are able. And Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant of James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said to them, 
You know that those who are supposed to rule over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man also came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. Church worldwide, worldwide celebrates the memory of St. Mary of Egypt. Many of us are familiar with the story of St. Mary of Egypt. We know that after living a very sinful life, St. Mary of Egypt lived in the wilderness praying and fasting, making penance for her many sins. There in the desert, she prayed, fasted, and waited. She waited for 47 years. She lived a life of prayer and waited for 47 years until she met a priest named Zosimos. She waited for one thing, something that Father Zosimos could bring to her. St. Mary of Egypt's waiting in the desert reminds us of the Jews before the coming of Christ. It reminds us how the Jews waited for the Savior, waited for the Messiah, waited for God's lasting salvation. As we, read in the, in the read, as we read in the Old Testament, we know that the Jewish priests made offerings, that is, animal sacrifices, in the temple in Jerusalem. The priests made sacrifices to God for the forgiveness of sins. They repeated some of these sacrifices every year, while other sacrifices were made for specific sins. But there was, always, there was always more sacrifices to be done. And these sacrifices didn't permanently save them from sin, death, and the devil. There was no permanent solution to our fallen human condition. They needed something more. There were prophesi- prophecies that a Savior would come. They anticipated the coming of the Savior. For centuries, they waited for God to act. What they lacked was the new covenant, the whole reason why we come together every Sunday for liturgy. Every divine liturgy, we celebrate Christ's words, and we remember them. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. But what is new about this covenant? This agreement, a covenant is an agreement between God and humankind. Why do we celebrate this new covenant when we gather for Holy Communion? 
Today's epistle lesson helps us answer these questions. Earlier, just, we just had read in the epistle, which is the letter to the, to the Hebrews, it reads, Brethren, when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all for, into the holy place, taking not the blood of goats and calves, but his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. This sacrifice for forgiveness of sins was made by God himself for our eternal redemption. God himself acted for the salvation of the world. He came to bring freedom from the devil, death, and sin. This is what was new in the New Covenant, Christ's self-sacrifice on the cross. It changed everything. It was what the world needed since the beginning of time. The world waited for God to act, and God acted in the most decisive way. Christ said, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. The old covenant, the old deal between God and man, was fulfilled by Christ, and the new covenant began. Under the old covenant, animals were sacrificed. Under the new covenant, God was sacrificed. Under the old covenant, humanity was still enslaved by sin. Under the new covenant, humanity had the potential to live with a new freedom from sin. Under the old covenant, death still prevailed. Under the new covenant, life prevailed. Under the old covenant, there was no certain promise of eternal life. Under the new covenant, Christ said, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. The universe changed when the Son, of God, the Son of God sacrificed himself on the cross. Reality changed when Jesus brought in a new covenant. Our eternal destination changed when Christ opened the gates of paradise. The saving blood of the new covenant is a done deal between God and man, signed 2,000 year, years ago on the cross. But at the same time, it is our present reality in which we participate when we approach for Holy Communion. Today, we commemorate St. Mary of Egypt. Again, she reminds us of the Jews waiting for the foretold Savior. Like the Israelites, St. Mary prayed and fasted in the wilderness and waited for God. She achieved sainthood while she labored spiritually in the desert. But even after reaching a level of holiness, even to the point of performing miracles, she still waited for something before she would pass from this life to the next. After 47 years of extreme ascetic practices, she met Father Zosimos. Father Zosimos brought her Holy Communion. After 47 years praying, fasting, and waiting, she finally received Holy Communion. After she achieved a level of holiness, even to the point of performing miracles, she still needed the blood of the new covenant. After waiting and then being fulfilled, St. Mary died in peace on that same day 
as a participant of the body and blood of Christ. St. Mary of Egypt waited for 47 years and found salvation. Just like St. Mary of Egypt, we too need to participate in the new covenant. Just like St. Mary of Egypt, let us keep a sense of anticipation and preparation of looking forward to partaking of Holy Communion, the blood of the new covenant. As we journey towards Holy Week, let's strive to keep the sense of anticipation waiting for God's salvation. As we journey through Holy Week, let us attend the services, prepare ourselves to receive the sacraments, and to contemplate all that God has done for us in the new covenant. Amen. Amen.